Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everyone. God is good. And all the time. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to the name of the Lord. So it's Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend, 2018. Boy, this year is flying by. Flying by. Glory to the name of the Lord. So I want to call your attention to uh, the book of 1 Corinthians this morning. 1 Corinthians, going to read chapter 3 and verse 8. Praise the name of the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 8. One verse of scripture we're going to read here as our text. Glory to the name of the Lord. It reads like this. Is Now he who plants and he who waters are one. And each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. Now he who plants and he who waters are one. And each one will receive his own reward according according to his own labor. Glory to the name of the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we thank you for this service thus far. We thank you for your spirit because we know that the liberty is where your spirit is. We thank you for We thank you for uh, this day, Lord Jesus. And now as we try to uh, speak your word, Lord, let it go through me as you see fit because it's your word. It is your word. And I believe it is true 100%, Lord Jesus. And just use me as you see fit. In Jesus' name we pray. And let the church say, Amen, Amen. amen. So uh, Labor Day being tomorrow, and uh, uh, with that in mind, I want to speak to you this morning on uh, the, the subject, Without labor, there is no reward. So without labor, there is no reward. I don't, I don't care. How you look at it, you got to labor if you want to get some reward. If you want to get something from it, you're going to have to work. You're going to have to work for it. I heard, a, I heard a man one time say, and I forget where I heard it, but it, it's something that stuck with me. And I get a kick out of it, but it said uh, that uh, his grandfather just wanted him to work a half a day. That was it. And he thought that was the best thing ever, just a half a day. Uh, didn't expect no more out of him than a half a day's work. And he didn't care which 12 hours of that day that he worked. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So I thought I always thought that was good because most people think a half a day. They might be thinking three, four hours. But 24 hours in a day, so you better, get, you better find 12 hours of work. <laughs> oh, Lord of mercy. I got a kick out of it. But anyway, so Labor Day is the beginning of the unofficial end of the summertime. A lot of swimming pools will be closing up. Uh, it'll be probably, it won't be a last, uh, thank you, it won't be a last uh, grill out. I know a lot of people grill out year-round. They don't stop them or hinder them from grilling. But there are big, big cookouts going on tomorrow. And But it represents, Labor Day is a national holiday that represents the hard work of many Americans that has endured thus far this year. It's a way of uh, just showing some respect for Americans who've labored hard throughout the year is, is when it uh, when it started and come on about. And there's one thing that I love to see is the hard uh, desire and effort and motivation of people working. I mean, even in my job, when you see someone that's putting forth their very best effort, making every every effort to go that next mile, it, it kind of gives you motivation to do your part. 
I had a, uh, a terminal manager one time. He's gone on to uh, different things now, but uh, that was one thing about him. A lot of times when you get higher up in management, you see less of them in the labor field of it, part of it. And as far as what I do, work in the dock, a lot of times you won't see a regional manager, a terminal manager uh, out there on the dock working right along the side with you, doing a job. But this particular terminal manager, he'd be right out there with you. And he gained a lot of respect with a lot of the, uh, the men and women that worked there because he wasn't ashamed or afraid to get out there and work alongside with you. And, you know, you may, he may call you down on something. He may ask you what you're doing or why you're doing it that way. But he's right there with you, working with you, helping you. And it gives you, it gives you some respect for someone that's going to work, not just, you know, chew you out on something, but work right along with you. So there's, there's nothing wrong with hard labor and hard work. Nothing wrong with it at all. And if you're going to get a reward from it, you're going to have to do some hard labor and hard work sometime. I like there's a there's a country song that uh, from uh, Aaron Tippins put out one time. It's called uh, A Working Man's Ph.D. And I like that song. It's a good motivational song, Working Man. And, and there's a, a part of the chorus in there that's a few more people should be pulling their weight. And, you know, sometimes I, you know, I look around society and are going from here and there and places. Sometimes I see some folks in my mind, I'm thinking some of these people should be pulling their weight. It shouldn't be all on one to get the work done. It shouldn't be all on one paying taxes into the government that divvies out different uh, programs and things. Everybody should be pulling their weight. Everybody can do something. You know, and, and so, so a lot more people can be pulling away that quite frankly ain't. But, and so I thought of that song and I like that. But ever since, uh, Adam's sin, uh, God has expected us to work. Ever since the sin of Adam. And it's, let's look at Genesis 3 and 19. In the sweat of your face, right, that right there and then means that, where, how you gonna get some sweat to you? You gonna, you gonna, you ain't gonna sweat without doing some labor, without working. In the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you shall return. So right there, it lets us know God expected, expected Adam, ever since the sin had taken place, that for him to work and till and labor and toil that ground, to take care of it, and, and he would get the reward from it. And, and it ain't no different from every generation since. That's what's expected of man to be doing, is working, sweating uh, to, to get, to get uh, uh, the reward for your labor. Praise the name of the Lord. And uh, so uh, there's an old, also an old saying that uh, I think I wrote it down right. I hope I have. There's a saying that's called, uh, if you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. But if you teach a man to fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. And I hope I got that correct, but I think that's about it. So it's better to teach a man to do something, to take care, to stand on his own two feet and for him to take care of himself and his family so he can endure for a lifetime, not just be coming back. Well, I'm hungry now, tomorrow. You know, will you help me out? But uh, so teaching to fish. And so like I said, there's nothing wrong with a hard day's labor. And it has its rewards that blesses a lifetime for our hard labor. So Apostle Paul uh, knew this well, and he spoke of labor himself and how important it is and to uh, stay busy about God's work and not to, uh, not to become busybodies. And uh, we're going to go to Second Thessalonians and read into chapter 3 there. Praise the name of the Lord. And uh, before I begin reading, I want to try to give you, if I can, a little bit of background on what we're going to talk about. Uh, Apostle Paul 
had found out that uh, uh, some of the church and other people, they didn't accept uh, the church and wasn't accepting all the teaching, and there began to be gum begun false teachings put out and it was deterring god's uh, god's people they they even become to become uh, lazy if you will they wanted to quit work there was a false teaching put out that the day of the lord had uh, either come or was already in process taking place so and they began to think well what's the use of working anymore what's the use of of putting forth any effort the day of the lord is here you know, I'm, I'm not going to do anything. But they become to get become busybodies and bugging the uh, uh, the true believers and and causing them to to kind of turn away from what was taught to them by Paul. And so Paul found himself having to go back to them and and kind of re kind of uh, pulling up by the roots the, the the things that they were taught that was against. Uh, uh, the teaching of, uh, of the Lord and uh, reinstitute that and let them know they need to work. They need to wait on the Lord in a fashion that they're taking care of themselves, providing for themselves, and also doing the Lord's work. It was kind of a twofold thing, and that's what we're looking at in Second Thessalonians here in chapter 3 and beginning in verse 6. But we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw from every brother who walks disorderly and not according to the tradition which he received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow us, for we were not disorderly among you, nor did we eat anyone's bread free of charge, but worked with labor and toil night and day that we might not be a burden to any of you. Not because we do not have authority, but to make ourselves an example of how you should follow us. For even when we were with you, we commanded you this, if anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. And that's something I know everybody's heard. If you don't work, you don't eat. Yeah, and this, this is where it comes from, you know, and uh, this is exactly what Apostle Paul was telling them. They, he, he recognized that there, they had, there was a, a burden being put on them. The folks were getting lazy, slacking, not wanting to work, and wanting to come to them on almost on a daily basis, begging bread from them. Hey, can you help me out today? Can you? And it was a bit, beginning to be a burden uh, on the church. And they were and they were pulling them aside, and they was being disorderly they, because they were being taught false things. They were being taught false doctrine. And thinking it was the day of the Lord. So uh, this is where it comes from. If anyone will not work, neither shall we eat. For we hear that there are some who walk among you in a disorderly manner, not working at all, but are busybodies. Just being busybody, just being, just, just lounging around, not working, not helping out, uh, not pulling their weight, and just being a disturbance. Now those who are such, we command and exhort through our Lord Jesus Christ that they work in quietness and eat their own bread. But as for you, brethren, do not grow weary in doing good. And if anyone does not obey our word in this epistle, note that that person do not keep company with him, that he may be ashamed. Yet do not count him as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother." Praise the name of the Lord. So uh, I want to go back to 
uh, verse 13, but as for you, brethren, do not grow weary in doing good. So don't grow weary in doing good and sticking to the faith and sticking to the work of you, the, the labor the, that you're, uh, that you're doing. Don't grow weary in doing it and don't, don't, uh, get down and out if you see kind of things aren't going your way or you're getting so just worn out and drugged down by it and you're thinking, what is the use? I just will give up. I just will get, I can't get ahead. I might as well just, you know, just give it up. But don't grow weary in that. The, the Lord will give you strength to carry on. As you wait for the Lord, you continue to work. You continue to make that effort. The Lord will take care of you and your household. He will supply what it is you need. Don't don't get down and out about it. Don't get weary about it like the Scripture says because the Lord knows your heart. He knows your heart's desire. He knows what you need. He already, he's already got a plan. He's already got a way. You may not have seen it just yet, but he's got a plan. So don't, don't follow false doctrine or take bad advice from people who ain't putting God first. Okay, because that's just going to mess you up and cause you to falter and get disorderly and be a busybody, as the scripture says yourself. Don't do that. Only take only take the advice from from you know people that's got putting God first, and and they they have their house in order, so to speak, because that gives you the strength you need to carry on. Don't don't get worried with it. Don't get uh, bothersome by it. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, so waiting for Jesus' return, which is all referring to, but there was people who, who just decided to give up and, and they thought the, uh, the day of the Lord was there and coming and didn't want to work anymore. But until that day comes, we are still to work and labor and provide for ourselves and our family. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, Jesus had an even wiser uh, uh, way of uh, explaining labor. And if we would, let's turn to John chapter 6. And so we're uh, talking and thinking, you know, physically about laboring, working, and gaining a reward from your labor, whether it be food, providing, that's one aspect. But Jesus wants you to think in a different aspect, and that's spiritually. Amen? So let's talk, let's talk about Jesus, who is the bread of life. In chapter 6 and beginning at verse 22, On the following day when the people who were standing on the other side of the sea saw that there was no other boat there except that one which his disciples had entered and that Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples, but his disciples had gone away alone. However, other boats came from Tiberias near the place where they ate bread after the Lord had given thanks. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they also got into boats and came to Capernaum seeking Jesus. And when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered and said, Most assuredly I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. Now here we go. They they had ate. Remember when Jesus fed the five thousand? They he fed them. He took care of them. They got filled. And here they're searching Jesus, but they're searching the wrong thing. They want another meal. They want something else to sustain them physically. And Jesus immediately recognized that, and that's why they were seeking him, searching. They wanted another handout from him. But but he began to tell them, "You don't seek me for the right reasons. You're not seeking me for the signs. You're seeking me because." you got your belly filled and now you want it filled again glory to the name lord but verse 27 do not labor for the food which perishes but for the food which endures to everlasting life which the son of man will give you because god the father has set his seal on him and he just laid it out right real clear for him there don't 
Don't seek after and labor for the food that perishes as much as what you seek after your spiritual man and, 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 and the son and everlasting life. Because that's what's going to endure and carry you on. Everything that's physical down here on this God's green earth is going to go away. I don't care what it is. This building is going to go away. These trees are going to go away. Everything is going to dwindle away. We, our spirit could go back to the dust if the Lord tarries. But what will last is what's inside of us. Amen. What's inside of us is what's going to endure and go on. That's why we need to be more concerned and more focused on that, on our soul, our spirit, our uh, being right with God, partaking the bread, uh, the bread of life that He is. That's what we need to be focused on. Uh, and uh, glory to the name of the Lord. I did not give them um, Matthew six and nineteen. But for some reason, I can't get that out of my head. So I want to read that to you, if I may. I know I didn't give it to him. But uh, Matthew six nineteen it says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. Everything you do for your, for your spirit man, what's inside of you, seeking God spiritually, it's going to be safe and secure. You ain't got to worry about nobody coming in and stealing and breaking it. You may, you may spend your life trying to provide a nice home or having a nice uh, nice vehicles and taking care of it and providing, but all that's going to go away. It don't mean a hill of beans. It don't mean nothing. What's most important is our spirit. We we can work we can work and work and work and put something aside and back thinking, hey, I'm set now, but that don't mean nothing if it gets stolen from you, if it gets taken from you. That's what happened here a few years back in, what was it, 08, 09, when so many people had, had worked hard and so long and put monies in the stock market and then when it tanked and it was gone like the Bible said men's hearts were failing them and they wanted to take themselves out because they they thought that's everything that was their all in all that was everything that they had strived for that's where it was and they lost it all when they lost that they thought they had nothing so what's the point of living what's the point of life but it's wrong the point of living is your eternal life that's what the most important thing is and it's worth that right there is worth worth more than all the billions and billions of whoever's on uh, Forbes magazine top money makers. I, I'm not sure who it is, but y'all know you've heard of billionaires and billions gazillionaires. It doesn't matter. All the, I mean, that's all fine and good down here, and they can have whatever they want. But what good is it in glory? There ain't nobody that's got no more than God, or they, they can't. God can give them so much more than what they think they have. They ain't seen nothing yet. They ain't seen nothing. They think they got something down here. They don't know. They don't know what that they could have if they have Jesus. And I pray and hope that a lot of them do because it ain't in their money. I realize it's um, they strive to uh, to just uh, compete against one another and, and be the top the top one on the list and all that. And you know, and that's probably a competition, and that's fine and good. But I say woe to them that focus too much on that stuff. Woe to them that focus too much on gaining all that because it could be gone just like that. And then where are you? So it's our spiritual man that we need to be so much more concerned about. Praise the name of the Lord. Glory to his name. Where did I leave off? 28, I believe. Then they said to him, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God that you believe in him who, in him he sent. So Jesus is telling them right there what they're to labor in. 
what, the, what they're to be spending their time doing. This is the work of God that you believe in Him whom He sent. Now, John, 1 John 3 and 23 uh, says it like this. And this commandment, and this is His commandment, that we should believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another. Hmm, we talked about that last week about love, didn't we? Love one another as He gave us commandment. Verse 24, now he who keeps his commandments abides in him, and he in him. And by this we know that he abides in us by the Spirit whom he has given us. Praise the name of the Lord. And we go right back to the verse I left over the 29. When Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work or labor of God that you believe in him whom he sent. That It can't be no clearer than that, that we are to work and labor in God, in, who, in Jesus, whom God sent, and He is the bread of life. That's what we are to labor in, keeping His commandments, doing His will, having love one for another, always keeping someone else in mind, not not worrying so much about ourselves as we are for other people, that keeping God's commandments. Praise the name of the Lord. Therefore they said to Him, What sign will you perform then that we may see it and believe you? Or what work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. He's trying to explain to them that manna was just something. It was a daily something to sustain them while they were in the wilderness. It wasn't going to last. They weren't supposed to make it last. They were supposed to eat it all up and not let it go to the next day anyway. But he was trying to tell them that that was only temporary for what God was supplying at the time. But they needed to focus more on the bread that come from heaven that was Jesus. That's what they need to focus on. Jesus is that bread of life from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Unless we, unless we partake of the bread of life, Jesus, then we're not going to have eternal life. We have to partake from Jesus, the bread, true bread that will sustain us and last us. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. That's where life, that's, life is in that. That's Jesus, it's everything that there is in life. Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me, he will, will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. Glory to the name of the Lord. Ain't you glad of that? Anybody that comes to, to the Lord Jesus, he's not going to cast out. Nobody is he going to cast out as long as you come to him in the name of the Lord. Glory to his name. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all has he, he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up in the last day. So very much important. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up in that last day. Aren't you so thankful for that today, that there is hope 
for all man, all mankind. There is hope today that if we partake in that true bread of life, not worried about what we just get daily, we labor it. Without labor, there's no reward. That goes for physical and spiritual. You need to labor in the love of, of Jesus and help your fellow man and keep his commandments and labor in him that you will one day be raised up to, to heaven with him like he promised because it's going to happen. It's going to take place. And I really feel like in this day and time that is transpiring and take, coming to pass, our economy is doing so good these days. Think, there's a lot of things that are prop, prosperous and really doing good, but there's still some people who don't feel that way. There's still some people that feel like they can't get a leg up. But there is a transition that has taken place, and things are improving. There is, it feels like there's, uh, I feel like it's a short time. I don't know why I can't explain, really. I feel like it's a short time, but I feel like it's a time that uh, Jesus is allowing prosperity. It's a time he's allowing things to be. And, and I thought I was thinking about this the other day. I was asking, I was the Lord. Why is it that you're allowing so much goodness to take place right now when sometimes it seems like I look around and I just see so much of people not including you? I just see so much of people not not worshiping you, not giving you praise and glory for what they have, thinking it's all on, that they're doing it all. I just don't I kind of, I don't understand. I mean, it's, I don't know if that's, that was okay. It just, it, you know, I just kind of wonder. You know, it's. You see things how they start, but still, but still, God is allowing such prosperity, such goodness, his, and especially in our in our uh, services, He's pouring out His Spirit, which I know you good, uh, all you good people are, are serving the Lord and loving the Lord and keeping His commandments uh, uh, so very well and helping each other. And so, and there's no wonder His Spirit is flowing like it is in this place because the love of the Lord is so great in here, and I love that. But but there is a prosperity that's taking place in this nation, and I hope that the people who are partaking of it and receiving it are recognizing it's not coming as much from their labor as it's coming from the Almighty. Because it is, is what He gives, He can take away right from them, especially if we don't uh, honor Him, love Him, respect Him, and thank Him for what He gives to us. I thank the Lord for all my blessings. Whoo, glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise you, I praise you, Lord. Because I know better than anybody. I do not, I'm not worthy, nor do I deserve what he gives me. I do not deserve what my, what Jesus gives me, but I give him praise and glory and honor for it each and every day. I think as I know, like we talked about Job this morning, he can take it away if he wants to. And if he takes it away, I'm still going to praise him. I'm still going to honor him. I'm going to say, Lord, it doesn't matter. As long as I get by with you, now I don't need nothing else. As long as I get by with you, glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Woo, praise your name. Praise you. I praise you. I praise you. Glory to the name of the Lord. Okay, Pastor, praise your name, Jesus. So today, church, I, uh, I just want to leave you with that this morning. Glory to his name. That without labor, there is no reward. And that is true no matter whether it's our physical physical body and beings and our labor to work, working hard, getting that paycheck, making ends meet day to day. But it's also more important to labor in Jesus, labor in His love and, and, and search Him and seek Him for each and everything. And we will get that reward one day. Amen. It's coming. Don't lose heart. Our reward is coming. Glory. Hallelujah.